Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, my name is Bryce Watts, and this is the NF Ladies Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but I want to highlight the women who are the support systems behind the scenes. Let's do it. Episode 15 of the NF Ladies podcast. Every time I listen to my intro music, uh, sung and produced and written by my friend Kira Grove, I'm singing along. I So she's actually on the road to become a doctor right now. She's studying for all, t- actually, I think she took all of her tests, but she does this on the side, which seems kind of ridiculous because it sounds like it's professionally produced and it is professionally produced by Kira Grove, but shout out to her doing her thing over there and having many impressive talents. I know this is kind of a constant for me, but after starting to do this podcast and especially doing it alone, I have realized how incredibly fast I talk. So I'm going to try and slow it down for you guys. Have like a nice casual conversational tone about it and not speed through to the next thing. So I'm going to try and work on that for you guys, you know, just so you can actually catch everything that I'm saying and grasp everything that I'm actually saying. If you do follow the podcast's Instagram page, you've noticed that I've changed up my style a little bit. In the beginning, it was more, okay, this is going to be a resource for people. It just needs, I just need to disseminate information in the most colorful way possible. And then looking back on it this year, I've decided that I wanted to go more of an aesthetically pleasing route. So go check that out if you haven't yet. If you like to follow profiles that kind of have more aesthetic color scheme, that's what I've been trying to do this year. I have actually been using my own photos for the background photos. I have so many photos that I just have on my computer that I have been saving for something. I don't exactly know what I'm saving them for. So I was like, let's just put them in the post. So I did one about autumn and that was actually a photo that I took in Nashville, Tennessee, a little bit on the outskirts. Nice thing about Tennessee, and I love this about Tennessee, this is why I really enjoy it, is you have the city you have brought not like it's a huge city but you have the city and then you can drive 30 minutes out anywhere in any direction and you have a lake you have percy priest lake or you have more outdoorsy vibes you can go drive around and really get the autumn feel but if you want to go into the city and hang out with people and listen to great music you can just drive 30 minutes back into town and there it is and also the food is obviously amazing as well so it's kind of the whole package tennessee so i would really like to go back there with chad and experience it in less of a moving NFL context than actually having a vacation and hanging out and just enjoying the music and the place that is Tennessee. Also, I just posted a post with a reminder on it about talking about mean comments that people say because last episode there were some cruel comments that were said to some NF ladies that I had read and just listening back to them they just sound so graphic to my own ears and I can't believe that somebody actually said that it sounds like something that you would hear in a movie from like high schoolers bullying somebody but this is real life people honestly wild and so I wanted to make a post just talking about you know addressing that really and even though it sounds so vulgar to my ears I'm sure everybody else's ears it was something that 
I think needed to be said because people actually do type these things. Why should I feel embarrassed to share these people, their, their comments and share the experience of other people when other people are receiving these comments? You don't have to just suffer by yourself with those mean comments. You can talk about it. You're allowed to talk about your experience. My thing is if it happened to you, it's your part of your own story. It's part of your own experience. You don't have to feel like you need, you need to hold back if you don't want to. Even if it's something negative that somebody did to you, they did that to you and now it's your part, part of your own story and you're allowed to share that if you want and reach out to people if you want. Doesn't mean that you have to, but you know, it's part of your own life experience. So I wanted to share that too. Um, but where I was coming from was I made a post letting people know that this does happen and I know that everybody acknowledges that it happens, but I don't think people know to a certain extent. And when I say people, it's not just NF ladies. It's like people who are having negative videos go viral. Just people who are everything on TikTok now, everybody just jumps on the aggressor of that video if they don't agree with it. And just that mob mentality that everybody is sending hurtful comments and everybody's liking those comments. So it's something that a lot of us are dealing with now, especially with social media and the internet. So it's not just NF ladies, it's not just professional athletes, it's just people trying to live their lives and do their thing and just go out and be a regular person in society, but they're getting this type of hate from people that they don't even know. I wanted to put it out there in an aesthetically pleasing way, so I used a background actually, so the cloud background for that post also, I, I had taken the beginning of this era when Chad and I and a couple friends went to Hawaii. So I have just been taking pictures so that I could put them in backgrounds of like posts like this. And so I just kind of have a folder of them and I haven't used them. And I thought, okay, I should start using them, especially for this, because it's all going to be original content and stuff that is applicable to NF ladies and other people who just relate to this podcast. Other people who have gone through these same experiences of moving, of feeling alone, of wanting to get back into the workforce or wanting to do something while your partner is in such a demanding job doesn't have to be football. And there are plenty of other jobs that are really demanding also. So this applies to them as well. I don't really know where that was going. I just wanted to mention that our Instagram, the Instagram page for the podcast is being updated gradually. I want to start putting out the those new photos and that new aesthetic. So if you guys are looking for any specific type of content, let me know. But I did also want to share some of my own experiences on there, me and Chad's own experiences on there and not just stuff, stuff that is applicable to everybody because this is a podcast where I am also talking about my own experience. And I want people to know that I am not afraid to share this stuff. I have never really been afraid to talk. I have never been afraid to share my story. I am not really a super private person where I just keep a bunch of stuff to myself and I think about that later and I think that even though that's just who I am and I'm not great at hiding things because I think things are funny and they should be shared in my life. So I want other people to laugh too. Chad thinks I'm constantly doing a comedy bit and that's like his bit now is saying, oh, are you doing a bit right now? Are you trying a bit on me? And it makes him laugh hysterically. So if you hear me doing a bit and you appreciate it, just laugh, laugh along with me because just know that I'm being antagonized behind the scenes by Chad. What I actually, what I was coming from with talking about the photos and me taking the photos and putting them in the post using my own photos and not using just stock photos, first of all, they're free. I don't have to go and look for, I don't need to go and find the rights for these photos. I know some people don't do that, but I just wanted to also take some photos and use my own photos in the post. Why not? I have them. 
and I come from more of a background like that. But this was leading going to, to come from me talking about how I am really big on photos. I know some people aren't. They want to enjoy the moment and I completely understand that. But I will say that moving around and having the experience that Chad and I have had in the league and even before just our relationship when I was in college and he was in the professionals or he was in the NFL for a year, just taking photos of everything and being able to look back at them is something that's really special to me. And I just spent maybe like 30 minutes before recording this podcast, turning, clicking the record button, looking at photos of us moving to all of those states, looking at photos of when we were in college and going on date nights every Thursday just made me smile, made me smile at us being happy during those times. Also, even when we were moving, seeing the genuine smiles and hearing us actually laughing and knowing that even though that was super difficult for us to move to all those states that we were still able to enjoy each other's company. Obviously, it wasn't like that all the time, but to acknowledge those good times and me when I look back on memories, it's easier for me to remember the good times. I tend to remember the good times with people. Having those photos really helps me remember the good times and just be more appreciative of the stuff that we did go through to get to where we are now. And I've been in my feelings a lot lately, just how my mindset has changed throughout the league. And that comes with the experiences that we've gone through. And obviously, as you get older, we are fairly young still. I mean, I'm 25, Chad's 26. I was 19 and he was 20 when we had first gotten together. So seeing each other grow and being with each other through these huge life events that are happening, you know, working up to, to the combine, doing the combine, going into the draft, and then moving to a completely different state where you don't know anybody. We did that all together and just looking back, it's pretty cool. It's cool to see in the form of videos and photos. So take photos when you can. If you don't want to be in the photos, take photos of the places you are, take photos of the places that you're living because you'll look back and the fond memories will flow in. Hopefully the fond memories will flow in instead of the negative things that happen there, which there inevitably will be no matter what profession that you're in. And if you are in one where you move a lot, military families, I don't really know a lot of other jobs that you move as frequently as you do um, and professional athletes and being in the military, but I'm sure there are some of you out there and just having those fond memories and I can picture every single place that we moved into in all of the states and I think that's because I took photos there and even when we have lived in California, I can picture every place that we rented here in California as well. So it's nice to look back on. I'm just a big sucker for feelings that come back and looking at photos. So if you can and if you remember, take photos. Take photos, people, because you're going to look back on them with fond memories. I just realized that I hadn't really gone into any detail about Chad's and my living situation. I know that I mentioned it in season one with Allison, I believe the first episode, even the introduction, but then I just kind of gave a brief overview of the states that we went to because the number sounds so crazy, not just of the states, but like the teams that we had gone to and everything that happened, but I didn't really go into detail about everything in between what happened within those months, especially in the first year that we were living together. So I wanted to do that now, specifically going into our housing situation. This is an episode that I would like to talk a lot about that and just address the moving situation to different states, how you do that last minute, how we did it last minute, and how we figured out what was going to work best for us with our time in the league. So the first place that we were was New Jersey. Chad was drafted by the Jets in 2017. He had moved there in 2017 and I was still going to college for a year. So we were apart for that one year and he lived there and I came and joined him afterwards. But while he was there, he 
got his own place with the help of his agent. It took quite a while because obviously he was house shopping. He wanted to look around his best option, wanted to find a place that wasn't too expensive. It's the New York area. It's really expensive over there, obviously, and we're coming from California, so we really didn't catch a break when getting a place over there either. But he finally found a place that he really liked. It was a condo in a smaller town in New Jersey, Morristown, New Jersey, and we really enjoyed living there. It was more of a family community, and Chad's never been into being all in the city, living the city life. He comes from a place where you really don't have any neighbors, and I kind of vibe with that now. It's kind of my field too, even though I grew up in a place where our neighbors are right on top of us, but I've grown to like the space and the privacy. So being out in the neighborhood with all those families, we got to meet some people there who were so nice and they're following in there, interested in what you're doing, even though you're not in that state anymore, even on that team. So that's really cool. So it took him a while to find a place once he did. Super excited, obviously. He bought furniture for it. It was a great place to be. He doesn't like spending a lot of money. He's really good with his money and saving. And that's something that he's been really good at since he was little. And even when he got in the league and now, we are pretty careful with our money. We don't spend it on specific things. I'm not really big into brands and like those really expensive purses and stuff like that. So I'm lucky that I didn't really, I don't, really care to buy those things. I'm more of like a food person and a travel person. I will spend some money on a good burger, some good food, because I really enjoy people's company. I'm a social eater. So you get to talk to people and hang out and eat delicious food. And that's what I am very much into. So, you know, everybody has their thing and that's my thing. He had two bedrooms, had a guest room so that when family flew out, they could stay there because it's very far from us. You know, it's the farthest place you could possibly go from California. So he wanted to have two bedrooms. So he had a guest bedroom and his bedroom before I had even moved in. And he was there for a year, the first year, 2017 to 2018. And then in 2018, after I had moved there, we ended up being released from the Jets. And I believe it wasn't released. It was picked up on waivers by the Patriots. So didn't really have to go long in between teams, got picked up by waivers. And then we went to Boston slash Foxborough. So we were lucky that Foxborough wasn't too far from New Jersey. I believe it was like a five or six hour drive. It felt a little bit longer to me, but I think that was before I got used to making these really long drives. I drove my car there. His mom actually flew out and helped us pack up some stuff that we needed. His mom drove his car to Foxborough and I was planning on bringing the rest of our stuff there in the next couple of weeks since the drive wasn't too bad. I was planning on getting a moving truck and just doing that myself. It wasn't gonna be too difficult. We could get a small apartment there and figure out what we would do with the condo later. But while we were there for the time being, we had just gotten a cat. So we had to stay in a pet friendly hotel because of that little kitty. His name is Ollie, still have him, obviously. And he was working out. And when I moved there, I did, I moved all of our stuff. I threw it all in big black trash bags. I didn't really have an, an uh, a order to anything. I was just like, okay, we're gonna get there. I'll figure it out when we're there. I'll unpack all of our stuff and then I'll be organized then. And so we had just like these big black trash bags in the in the hotel room because we didn't want to keep them in the car. Chad hadn't had a cover on his truck yet. So everything we just unloaded from the truck, put it in the hotel room. I was looking for apartments, places that we could go that were short-term leases so that we wouldn't have to stay there the whole year. And I went and seen an apartment that I really liked. It was pet friendly. It was cute. It was quaint. It Foxborough, there's not too much going on. So it was a nice little closed environment. So I went there, took some photos, and was going to show Chad the 
day he came back from practice and I had the the lease and everything and I was prepared to show him and we were going to sign it and he kind of just he trusted me to go and look at the place and find some place that we would be comfortable and that we would both like and when he came back he let me know that we were released from the Patriots so thank goodness we did not sign that lease that it happened I mean I guess that day a good thing it happened that day because we would have been locked down with two leases and nowhere to go really. So we were still in that pet friendly hotel, which is nice because obviously that's a daily thing and we could just leave there with no ties at all. So we did stay in the area for a little bit because we weren't really sure what was going to happen. But then finally we decided, I think after about a week and a half to go back to New Jersey and live in the condo because we had, you know, we're still paying for the condo. So we went back there. So we would only have to pay one rent and he could be there and train over there. Uh, there were some fields close by. We used a gym over there and I helped him train when we went back there as well. So when we drove there, I drove my car back and he drove his truck back. Again, not too long of a drive, so that was fine. It was really pretty. The drive on the East Coast is amazing. There's, I mean, and it's during, I, think, I don't remember that was during like, yeah, September or October. So it was during the fall time. It wasn't yet snowing, so it wasn't dangerous on the roads, but it was really pretty driving on the East Coast. And I had never gotten to do that before. So that was cool being able to do that drive again and really appreciate the East Coast from behind the windshield of my car. So then we were back in New Jersey, New Jersey take two. We stayed here while Chad trained and waited for what was next. If you're in the league, you know that you are just waiting for that call. If you'd seen some of our YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, things change by the day, by the hour, by the minute. You could have this idea of what you're gonna do and then you get a phone call and it completely changes. It's very unique in that way where it's hard to plan for stuff because your future could change. I mean, the state that you live in could potentially change any minute during season, even during off season. So it's hard to really plan for stuff. I'm not sure how long we stayed in New Jersey, but got a call from the Titans, was picked up by the Titans, and he flew out there. I, because of what just happened to us in Foxborough, I waited a couple weeks, I think like a week and a half, make sure that we weren't gonna make the same mistake. And my mom actually came out this time uh, to drive Chad's car, and we both, we packed up Chad's car, we packed up my car, and then we both drove to Tennessee. Since we had the cat, I didn't want to do it just in one straight shot. And I'm kind of bad behind the wheel of a car where if I'm really comfortable, I know this is a lot of people too, you're comfortable and you're warm and you're sitting there and you're not, let's say you're in the same lane too, you're not switching lanes or anything like that. And you're just on one stretch of road. You kind of get sleepy and no matter how many bang energy drinks I drank. And I think it was just because I wasn't trained in driving those long distances. Now I'm a lot better, but we had to split it up into two days. The drive, I think was only like 11 hours, but I still wanted to split it up. Maybe it was 14 hours. I'm not sure, but we had my cat too. And I didn't really know how he was going to do in the car. I wanted to let him go to the bathroom and eat and be able to drink and all that stuff. So we pulled off on the side of the road and stayed in some crazy motel that was behind just it was like a, a little bit off the freeway, but it was hidden between all these trees. And as we were unpacking all the stuff so that nobody would take it out of the truck, we had to unpack the whole truck because there was no top on it. So we brought in all of the stuff again into the hotel room. And there was just a group of men who were watching me and my mom as we did it. And I was getting very creepy, like murdery vibes. And it's probably, I wasn't listening to a lot of murder mystery stuff back then, but it was a really weird vibe. And me and my mom were just kind of weirded out. And when we went to a restaurant that night, Somebody had told us that that was a place where there was a lot of drugs going around. And so me and my mom said, so we're gonna go leave our stuff. We're gonna get my cat and we're gonna go to a different hotel because that really creeped us out and we didn't feel safe and I wouldn't have been able to sleep. And she 
wouldn't have either. So we actually paid for two different hotels that night, but it, it was better than feeling unsafe in that place. So the next morning we got back there, we had to pack the truck up again, which took a long time. I really wish we had had a top for the truck. We do now, and I'm really regretting that it took us so long to put it on the truck because that was a lot. But we made the drive, we got all the way to Tennessee, and I stayed in a hotel with Chad, I believe the Red Roof Inn, and, and I think the next day he must have been set up with an apartment or something because I don't really know how it ended up where we got this apartment, but the Titans actually helped him get this place. I think they were connected with them somehow. It wasn't too far from the training facility, so I assume that's why they had some type of agreement. So we got that place, had no furniture. Uh, we had to rent from court furniture, so we got furniture brought in and I set everything up. You know, we had all the furniture there and also like kitchen supplies as well because I don't remember what we brought that even filled up that whole truck then. But a little bit, not too long after we I got there with him and we had set everything up and felt comfortable, we were released from the Titans. And since we were a bit settled here and it was a lot of a, it was a lot further than it was in New Jersey to Foxborough. We stayed here to wait for our next move. Chad would go and work out with a team and I drive him to the airport. So during the Tennessee move in our Tennessee apartment, he did a lot of flying during that time. I would be driving him to the airport, making sure everything went well at home, cooking obviously. So doing all of that stuff that you don't realize takes a really long time, especially when you're learning a new place and having to get settled in and comfortable, but that stuff was like a full-time job. I really liked being around that area. I think we were only 15 minutes from Broadway. So when we were able to do stuff when he wasn't training, he's obviously training all day, we would go and we would be able to do stuff. This is where I got really good at throwing a lacrosse ball to him. My hands are too small to throw a tennis ball. So I would throw a lacrosse ball to him so he could, you know, practice doing these different drills that he was used to doing. And I was able to do that with him. So we would go to a field and we would do that every day and he would do his own workouts and go into the weight room of, I believe, the apartment. So he was doing his thing, took all day, and I was doing my thing. And my thing consisted of making sure everything went smoothly and doing the shopping and grocery shopping and all the stuff that we need to get done. And I'm surprised how long it took to get everything. Like even though we hadn't really bought anything there, we didn't have any furniture, we didn't have any kitchen stuff, like getting a Wi-Fi box took a lot of effort, a lot of work, more than I would think, and you have to return that box. It was like a couple of steps in making this more of a home environment. So that stuff did take a long time, again, surprisingly. So when you move, there is a lot more stuff that you don't realize needs to happen. Like when you live in one place, all that stuff is established and you've set that up when you've moved there. But then when you have to do that one, two, three, four, five times in the span of a couple months, you, you forget that some of that stuff has just been like taken taken uh, for granted because you didn't done it in the beginning and then just forgotten about it. But that's what I was doing there. So we actually got a call. We were, it was the middle of the day. We were doing something. I think we'd come back from a store, a Bass Pro Shop. Maybe we really like walking around those in every state we go to. It's just so entertaining to see all the fish and everything like that and the taxidermy. But he got a call from his agent and he said that the Broncos wanted to sign him. Wanted to sign him. They didn't really want to do, I, I didn't think he needed to go try out for them. It was just they wanted to sign him. And that wasn't even one of the teams that he had gone and practiced for. So it kind of came out of the blue. So he flew to Denver and there was a hotel that some of the guys had been staying at. It was five minutes from the training facility in Denver. It was an extended stay hotel where you paid by the day. So that was 
perfect because we were still paying for two places. The place in New Jersey, which none of us were living in, neither of us were living in, the place that I was now living in Tennessee, and this extended stay hotel. So there were three different places that we were paying for, which is too, too many. I'm not sure why I stayed in Tennessee. It must have been to wrap some stuff up during that time because, you know, there were things that I had to do here and then I had to plan to fly back to New Jersey. So I flew back to New Jersey and to finally break the lease on the condo so we would only be paying for paying for two places. I had movers move all of our furniture to a storage unit in that town, Morristown, New Jersey. So we moved all the furniture out of the condo. And once all the furniture was out of the condo, obviously we could close out that condo. So I was there to break the lease. The guy was super shady when I went there. I'm so glad I went there. I think they were trying to say that we could just do it through them and I didn't trust them and I was able to go there. So I flew there, walked through the whole entire house, was looking at everything. If there was maybe a tiny stain or like a little mark on the wall, I didn't want to say them to say it was bigger. I basically cleaned up everything in the house. So I got rid of the stain that was on the carpet. I had to repatch the walls because some, some shelves fell out. So I was there to just clean up everything. When he was there, I wanted him to see me. I walked through the house and turning on every sink, flushing every toilet, turning on the showers so that, and, and filming it also while I was doing it so that he could see me checking all this stuff. And so he can say, oh, this was something that was, there was something wrong with this, this was broken. I was turning on every burner on the stove. I was turning on the oven. So I was really going out of my way to make him know, hey, I'm checking all this stuff. You can't say that something is wrong because I have it on video that it's not. So he saw me checking everything. I even, he was writing stuff down and I asked, can I see your notes? And he was like, why? Why do you want to see my notes? I'm like, I just want to see if there's anything that I need to, you know, that, that any work that needs to be done because then I can stay here and do that. And he's like, you don't need to see my notes. So he was just being very shady. And then... He was trying to force me out of the house while I was doing this recording too. He's like, I need to leave. You need to be out, out of here when I'm here, which, okay, I get. But he then he was trying to rush me out. And I took my sweet time. You know, we were already breaking the lease and paying a lot of money to break the lease. So I'm like, what is he going to do to me now? So once we were outside, I signed everything I needed to sign, just made sure everything was okay, got my copies of everything. And he just turns around and starts jogging away. He's jogging in jeans away from me. Like there was a parking lot right there. I'm like, where did this guy come from? So everything about it was just really weird. I'm really glad I went there. I still have the footage and the photos from me doing the walkthrough. I don't know why. I just feel like they had kind of, they had tried to get us at every turn and tried to make us pay more at every turn. I just, I just don't trust them. Still don't trust them. So I have my stuff still. I have all the information, which that just shows you how paranoid I am about all this moving stuff now. Because some people are shady. Some people are going to try and cheat you. And somehow, I don't know, I, I don't know if we told him, we try not to tell people that Chad's in the league, but he knew that Chad was in the NFL. So they will try to get more money out of you if they know that. They'll try to find you more for things. They'll try to make you pay more. They'll try to bump the rent just because of that. So we really try and avoid when we talk about moving in somewhere. I just say that my boyfriend has a job where he has to move a lot. And usually people don't ask and or I'll just say, oh, I'll make something up because I don't want them to think that they can charge us more because everybody thinks that all NFL players are millionaires. They're not, but I just don't want them to get that idea in their head. So after I closed that out, I went back to Tennessee. Chad connected with somebody who was just picked up by the Titans and was looking for a place to stay. And since we already closed out one place, we only had two places, I was going to go and live with Chad in Colorado. And we were subletting it to this guy who just was picked up by the Titans. So it was perfect. We would only be paying rent for that day-to-day -day extended stay hotel then. And I didn't drive my car there. I just flew there because 
it was too much. And also it was just me. I wasn't going to ask my parents or Chad's parents to come out and drive the car again. So we just left them there. And actually a friend helped us ship the cars back, just made sure everything, we set everything up and he just made sure that everything went smoothly, which was super nice of him. It's great to have these people in all these different states who help you out because they understand that this is difficult to do by yourself. So because we didn't have a car in Colorado, we rented this tiny, I think it was a four or like a Fiesta car. It was really tiny and I don't, it wasn't very steady. Like the, the tires were so close together and it was snowing over there and it was really cold in Colorado. And I was like, this car is going to turn over. Chad thought it was hilarious though, because the car was so tiny. It looked like a clown car when you got out of it. But we rented a car there so because we didn't have our cars. And finally, after season ended, when we were in Colorado, we flew home and I stayed in California till the end of last year when we decided that we would move together everywhere again, but be smarter about packing this time around. And after that first year, it kind of scarred us from moving because you never really know what's going to happen. And it was just easier for Chad to move by himself than me pack up all our stuff like we had done. It was just a lot different than we thought it was going to be going into the NFL. So I'd stayed at my parents for a while and last year we finally decided that this was best for us and we wanted to do this, but just, you know, carry the bare minimum that we needed to use vacuum seal bags, like pack efficiently and not just put things in big black trash bags. Because I think about this a lot, actually. I couldn't find anything in those trash bags when we had put them packed up our clothes in trash bags from New Jersey to move to Foxborough. I was wearing a regular underwire bra Chad's shirt and sh shorts because I wanted to actually work out and wear something because I couldn't just pour everything out. I, even if I did and I couldn't find anything, I just had to make it work like that with what we had. So since we still had all of our stuff in a storage unit in New Jersey, we had to ship it back to California. We did have friends who were still on the jets. We asked them if they could oversee the movers, unloading our storage unit to make sure everything went smoothly, smoothly and had our stuff driven to California. So all of our stuff was out of New Jersey. We closed out New Jersey. I closed out Tennessee for us. That was a little bit easier because court came and pick up the furniture. I talked to the complex and was able to close it out myself. So we were now not paying for any rent at all. We had our stuff shipped back to California, put in a storage unit. So that was the only thing that we were paying for. And we were each separately living at our parents' houses. We still have the storage unit in California. If you follow our YouTube channel, then you've seen a video of just what that storage unit looks like. It's massive and just has all of our stuff in there. And we haven't bothered to do anything with it because we aren't currently renting a place full time. We've been living with our parents this off season, so there's been no need for it. Everything is put in there and we just travel with the absolute necessities. Everything else can either be bought or rented when we are in those states. So during that time, there was a lot of time that I was alone during those months and it was rough for both of us not just the moving but the situations that we were put in you know some people don't have to move that much even in their life we moved how many times we moved four times to three different states during that 2018 season and this was all from the months of september to december and that's on top of me shipping all of my stuff from my house in berkeley to new jersey so i moved five times to four different states and when I tell people that we move that much, they're like, oh, well, you want people, you know, close to me. Oh, you wanted to travel. It was great that you got to travel to all those places. I mean, I guess it wasn't, 
it wasn't fun. It wasn't vacation. It was moving. It wasn't traveling to places. Moving and traveling to a place are very different things because you're setting yourself up to live there for a certain amount of time when you're moving. When you're traveling, you, okay, this is vacation. I'm just going here. Maybe I'm doing a job for a couple days, but you're not expecting to live there full time. So no, it wasn't fun to people who were saying that to me when it happened. It wasn't fun at all doing that stuff within that short period of time. But now we're at a point where we have embraced the moves. I can look back on those photos like I just did before recording this and smile at the places that we have been. And first of all, because it happened, embrace, I have to embrace it or just look back without fond memories. Uh, and second of all, anyone can find the information online. It's it's not hard to find where football players go. I even look up where people are online. It's not hard for people to find. So there's no use in me trying to hide this and trying to hide what we did, but give more context to it. So it's not just, oh, we went to this team. We went to this team. It's okay. We moved here. This is what happened. This was actually our, our experience in those places and not just super transactional where, okay, this team, this team, that team. We are people who were changing our lives week to week, day to day, changing what we thought our future was going to be. And just now we're in a place where we own that. We own our story because it's going to be so good in the end of all of this and not just the end of the league, but to look back and in our relationship, you know, where we go from here 30 years from now and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. We were crazy young kids and we had to go through this and did this. Like that seems like a lifetime ago, but it was a wild experience that we both got to share together. So this obviously was all really hard for us and it had its own challenges within our own relationship. And moving in general stresses people out, but moving that many times and everything that was going on was tough. And that's where I thought of the title for this episode, because in this and in thinking about moving in and wanting to go into extreme detail about this, I didn't realize this whole episode was going to be just about housing, but I had so much to talk about and, you know, running down memory lane here. But in thinking of the title for this episode, uh, in this, I realized that home is not a place because the place you live could change so fast in this industry, and it could potentially change for people in other industries too. A home is temporary. And in reliving all of this stuff and thinking about it again, I feel that home is where you can be with those you love and those you care about. Home right now is here with my family. But now that we've decided we're going to do this, all these moves together, home is now with him. Home is being with him. Home is creating our future together. And that's where home is. Home isn't the condo that we had in New Jersey. Home isn't that pet-friendly hotel that smelled like cheese in Foxborough. Home isn't that day-to-day -day place we got in Colorado. Home is now wherever we choose to make home. Home is wherever Chad and I choose to be, wherever we choose to call home, and wherever we decide to be together. And now it's easy for me to travel with him because wherever he is, I want to be. And this got a lot more sentimental than I intended it to be, but it's true. And I know that's what other people think and that's how other people feel too. And you just come to realize that it's not about the house. It's not about where you live. It's not about the things that are in the house because those things are material and they could be gone and they could be in a storage unit and you're not gonna see them for three years. But the, the thing that is constant is the person that you're with and the person that you've made all these decisions with. and the two people who've decided to move to these places and to put all this stuff in the storage unit, like that's, that's the constant. That's something that, that will last if you choose and if you put work into it and if that's what you really want. 
So thank you for listening to Chad's and my story when we were moving. Thank you to the people who had helped us, the people who helped make us feel at home, the friends that we made in those places. If I did make friends, it was very hard. For the most part, I just had friends in New Jersey. Thank you to those women who welcomed us back when we went from Foxborough back to New Jersey and just really didn't change, you know, didn't change the way that we hung out or talked or the way we were around each other because it's not about the status on the team or in the league. It's just those are your friends. And if anything resonates with you from this episode, it doesn't have to be just for moving. It could be any hardship that you're going through right now. Maybe you're with one team. Maybe you guys are experiencing one move. Maybe you're moving to a bunch of places in free agency, injuries, that you're not alone, that you do have people, that you can share your story if you want, and you're not just going through this with your significant other. So that is my episode on housing our own experience with housing and what I would suggest you look for and just a cautionary tale, if you will, of what not to do when you are moving, uh, what not to do when you think that you aren't moving, you know, just be prepared for the worst, I guess, which sounds super pessimistic, but you can figure out your own way of doing things or continue to do what you're doing. If it works for you, it works. But some of us, this is the reality of the situation in the league. So I'm still in the works for a guest next week. There's been a lot of stuff going on in our lives the past couple of weeks. So it's kind of been difficult to set something up, but I will either get back to you guys on our Instagram podcast page or worst comes to worst I will do another episode where I am telling you about just things that are going on in my head bouncing around of the experiences that Chad and I have had in the league so thank you for listening to episode 15 of the end of ladies podcast the housing episode I'll talk to you next week thank you for listening to episode 15 of the end of ladies podcast my intro and outro music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.